This is the Cave of Solitude, your pop culture and comic book podcast coming to you from the megacity metropolis of Toronto. I'm your host, Eric Anthony, and this is episode 276, Top 5 Most Wanted DC Omnibus. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. Let's do part two for our omnibuses. Hello. I don't think I could say the Marvel Comics Guide guy. Oh, I just did. There you go. It's not <laughs> hey. that hard. It's not that hard. It's not that hard. I was impressed there, but I'm not so impressed anymore. How uh, How are you doing? You doing okay? Yeah, all good. Uh, no more bits removed. Um, good. <laughs> yeah, great. Just chilling, blogging, reading comics. Keep what my did, head down. What have you read this week? I've been reading Injustice still. It's been a bit of a slow process, but I've been reading Injustice. I'm just finishing off the first story arc. How the you, first series, year one. How are you finding it? I quite, I like it. It's not... I don't know what I was expecting, um, but I like it. It's quite... It's a bit of a chewing gum read, really. Right. You know, it's just... It's Pop-Tarts. It's just... Right. It's just a bit of fun. And it's all... It's kind of quite self-aware. Yes. But not in an overly annoying way. Yes. Yeah. It's just, it's kind of a bit fun. It knows what it is. It knows it's a comic based on a game and it's just kind of going, well, it's a comic based on a game. Just have fun with it. And um, I like it. It's, it's not like bowling me over, but it's, you know, I'm not going, oh, come on, do something. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a fun read. That That's that's what I found with it too, is that you... Um... You find yourself getting through it quickly and like, oh, I'm not, I'm not wondering when this is going to be over. Not, and sometimes even good books, you just realize like, this is going to take time. Like how much more do I got to go? Cause this, I want to read this, but I don't want to read this book forever because that's like, like a comic <laughs> book mentality. People say to me like, why don't you it's read that page counting? Yeah. Yeah. Like I want to get to the part, right. Or I, I can't wait yeah. to read this next book. Um, but I found with that one, it, you're, you're turning the pages and it's, it's enjoyable. It's like, oh, okay. And, and, and I, the answer shift is quite nice. I thought it would be a bit jarring. Yeah. Cause it's, there were three, they were each issue, the equivalent of each comic book is three digital issues combined, isn't it? Cause it was a 36 issue digi That's right. series. That's right. So often it's three artists on an issue and often I just don't know. And it kind of feels like it's got. You know, like a beginning, middle, and end. There's like three acts for every that's issue, right. and I, I quite like it. Yeah, it's 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 it, that's what I'm when I was trying to like get you to read it. It wasn't so much that this is like game changing. It's just different enough because it's it's based off of a game. So you watch it with that mentality of I don't need to care about <laughs> how this affects everything. It's no. just. He's just they're taking what self-contained. They, yeah, and and because of that, you're on this tangent of time where it's almost like this is actually more interesting than what they're doing. And I'm turning these pages, going, oh, yeah, I guess you can do that. Uh huh. Okay, like let's keep going. What else? What else you got? It's also not relentlessly. You know, I don't want to spoil anything in it, but like it's also where with like with an issue of what if. 
I think there were a few issues of, of Marvel's What If that I picked up where it goes, yeah, so what if Spider-Man dropped his keys and it always, like, the, the world exploded at the end. And you're like, oh, come on. Like, surely and not everything can be world-shattering. So there are some points in, in this, though, because they've got time <laughs> and they've got... Keys. <laughs> they're just, like, they've just, they're playing with it and they've got loads of issues to go. They're taking their time, so it doesn't feel like they're going, we need to kill someone, it's been two pages. It's It's just, it feels like a... A natural flow and you might be able to see some of it coming sometimes um but it's they're not rushing and you're kind of going where's this going and there's some there have been some nice little peaks yeah um very few troughs it's kind of it's steady it's a steady yeah. series that yeah it's you get you, you know what you're getting and it delivers yeah as you go along right i feel like it's going to deliver more yeah yeah and you realize the only reason this kept going is because it delivers more somewhere down the line it's like when you're reading invincible i found that the same thing happened where it's good enough to keep going and then all of a sudden it's like yeah oh it blows up like, yeah. like, damn this is good oh i'm in yeah I'm yeah in. exactly i, can't get out. <laughs> I want to reread injustice i haven't gone through the whole series the parts i have i'm like this is good enough to have it all but um i have to read the three other volumes of it so I, I feel like just starting over again and going through the whole thing yeah i think that's a good move what, what have you been reading then uh actually since our last conversation which was just last week in real time um i've been reading mark grunewald captain america i picked up the oh. justice is served off my shelf and i said i want to maybe again i'm thinking about what to take on my vacation read in the near future um whether it be like Roger Stern Avengers, which I had mentioned last time, uh-huh. or maybe a Mark Grunewald, Quasar, Cosmos and Collision, and the Captain from Mark Grunewald, which is all just like real fun, yeah. right? And I haven't ever read the Captain. And it's always, no matter what Captain America, you know, best of list you get, it's always hovering in that top five, top ten as a... Yeah tried tested and true this is a definitive captain america story and i've never read it it's been on my shelf for years so i'm like maybe it's time and you know i gotta say um it's very poignant a lot of the early stuff he does in those issues with the flag smashers yeah and when he when he kills that uh terrorist like uh-huh. it's done well in, in a cover as well yeah yeah and something like that that's right and and it's and it's um it's really digging into the i like that they they what jm demateus set up or even roger stern like they've they really made those characters i don't know they didn't just always refresh stuff uh-huh. all the time like you just <clears throat> dealt with they built they yeah. kept building yeah i didn't realize until fairly recently sorry veering off on what we are going to be talking about yet again yes we will talk style. about dc top five dc um this is a part two about our omnibus talk so we will get into like you know what we want to spend money on a bunch of nerds. <laughs> there, there is a link here. yes yes to. for sure um which is that um steve engelhart so we've been talking about steve engelhart quite a lot in his yeah his batman run yeah um but i didn't realize how much of a, how much of the ethos for Cap that he set up? Yeah. In terms of the the where he stands politically, 
or doesn't, you know, and a lot of this kind of stuff. I didn't realize that was Engelhardt. And I thought it came later. Yeah, but it, it, it didn't. Yeah. And I, I mean, I was just thinking this to myself. You know, I know comic books are original. They're really original propaganda tool for yeah. the GIs, right? Whether it was Superman yeah. or Captain America. It was propaganda. So it doesn't surprise me that comic books would have agendas today almost like propaganda in some fashion. It feels like these, you know, you, you sometimes it's you read stuff. It's never really stopped. It's never stopped. No. And so it's like, what am I really mad about? Sometimes when when I look at modern day comics, however, however, with Cap, Mark Grunewald did a couple of those issues. He's like, he made it very clear that Captain America is apolitical. He Mm -hmm. he stands for the dream. Mm -hmm. And he always talks about even with with Super Patriot showing up, he's like, you know, I respect his First Amendment rights. (laughs) Even though he's trying to make me look stupid and making me second guess myself, he goes, I respect the fact if if he doesn't bully anybody or put people in danger, yeah. let him do what he's doing. Even if I even if it's making me look bad, and yeah. I just appreciated that you knew that Captain America deep down wasn't gonna. You didn't know who he would vote for. No, I think that's how I read him. It's like he wouldn't he wouldn't endorse any side so when i feel like they say well of course he would be this it's like no that's what's cool about him like he wouldn't stand for mandates right that's civil war yeah like that's cap he's complicated like that yeah so and that's what's cool about him is that you never know where he'll he relates to everybody that's the point that's what makes him so great weirdly i do when you said that i do Part of me is hoping you'll take the captain because I'm curious to see what you make of it. Um, but you know, it's it's your it's your call, man. You <laughs> Whenever someone says that kind of thing to me, I always go, "Yeah, okay." Now I feel pressured. I'm going to take something else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm feeling a mix of stuff because I don't know how, if you have any interest in Moon Knight. I watch the Marvel television shows just because, and and the Moon Knight, the first episode was was quite fun. It, okay. It, right, and I don't have a lot of Moon Knight baggage. That's the thing too. I, I don't. Yeah, I've got really? none. So, but I I really like the um, Egyptian motif and connection. Like I like that sort of archaeological. Let's go back to where this begins, and it made me want to <laughs> read Hawkman. I don't know if you've read a lot uh, of Hawkman, but Hawkman no, is steeped in that. I've got the Jeff Johns omnibus, but I haven't hit it yet. It's good. I like it. It's a lot of fun. Cool. I'm looking forward to reading it. I'm, I don't know much about Hawkman. I kind of like that. Yeah, there is something kind of cool about that whole motif. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's a very messy yeah. character, Hawkman. Yeah. I read bits, and yeah. it seems to be a different Hawkman, but the same Hawkman every time I'm reading it. Yeah. And I kind of I read up about it and gone, oh Jesus, I need to just. I'll get the Jeff Johns thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I don't know. We'll see. Apparently, that recent series with Hitch, Brian Hitch drawing it was yes. was good. Yes. Did you you recommended that? I think it was good. Did you? Yes. Yeah. It was maybe good. that would be that should be on the that should be on the list. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are you ready to begin? That's a good segue. I am ready. Okay. <laughs> see what I did there. That was very good. <laughs> How far? Yeah, we've been. It's always a ten minute opener. Where we gotta just 
catch up and bullshit a little bit. That's okay. All right. Uh, you go first this time. Top five most Ooh. wanted DC omnibus. That's, I went first last time. Row. No, I went first last time. Oh, no, you did. Yes. Um, my mistake. Me. Okay. <clears throat> okay. I'm going to start with something obvious. Okay. That you probably expect me to say, so we can kind of get the obvious ones out of the way. Um, Green Lantern Corps by Peter Tomasi. So we, we got the the Jeff Johns Green Lantern. Meanwhile, the Green Lantern Corps stuff was kind of, yeah, you got to pick up the trades. And they weren't numbered or anything, so it's quite hard. You, you sort of have to do your research to know where they fit in, with the John's run and what order they go in. I think one of them's even split in issues. So one of them's like got issues 21 and 22 or something like that. You know, the way, the way they do that sometimes. Right. Um, like I think the issues before um, Blackest Night and the issues after Blackest Night are in one book where they, they didn't go, should we just cram these? No, let's confuse people and stick them in a different book. Why? Um, but yeah, I would love to get that entire run. It would probably be a similar length three volumes you think so yeah maybe you're right maybe because right. it started not long after because i think it i think it started with green lantern rebirth and then possibly then what, what was it called green lantern core recharge i think was the first yeah. one a miniseries yeah i wasn't gonna read it i think i've, I've mentioned this before i was never gonna read it oh yeah i'll give green lantern a shot at a push just to see if i'm wrong about all the things i've been thinking about it over the years oh i'm wrong um <laughs> and then yeah, but I'm not going to read Green Lantern Corps. I mean, there's a line, and that just sounds ridiculous. But um, no, it was better. So... <laughs> I've I've heard that more and more over the years because, much like I guess, um, I don't think it's as comparable now as I once thought it was. But much how Snyder's Batman kind of led the way for every other Batman book of that time, and was like, oh, that's the book you got to read. Uh, yes. that was kind of how Jeff Johns with Green Lantern was. I think a little more deservedly so, because he really made it's that character. It's serious. Yeah. It's definitely worth any collection. But yeah. Green Lantern core is all, all obviously the secondary book. Just because it's like, yes. a t right? Just because just the title wise. But yeah. a lot of it people have said that it's, probably superior and tomasi has that reputation he does it's what's what's great about it though as well is like i mean it's weird because i've gone back and read guy gardner appearances in um things like justice league international and gone oh oh i mean this is a fun series and everything but is this all he is i mean isn't he learning how not to be a dick Whereas in, in Green Lantern Corps, it feels like he's moved on a bit and he's he knows he's a dick in certain ways, but also he's kind of right. Um, and he's a really... I love him. He's my favorite Green Lantern. A lot of people love Guy Gardner the most. You're you're not alone. Yeah. I mean, I kind of want to... I haven't put this on the list, but I'm going to just mention it, but a lot of people rave about that Warrior series he was in, even if it's in a kind of a tongue-in-cheek, cheesy kind of way. A lot of people rave about that series, and it never appealed to me. But like, the more time goes on, and occasionally you just hear someone, someone saying, "Like, did you read that? It was brilliant." No one really read it. And they're like, "No, I want to read it. Give it to me in some format, please." Yeah, no, it's I. I always remember that moment in time being one of those like when that's when the '90s was really you know full yeah. swing. So I never hear complimentary things about it. But then, 
as time like for you to now say you know people really there's something there that people didn't want to admit to and it should take a second look yeah it's guy Gardner is one of those cult characters he's got that cult following people who read things he's featured in appreciate him yeah so yeah that that's a good pick I didn't even think of that uh, completely off my radar because I've mentioned it a couple of times I thought oh you're gonna go like when's he gonna mention it? yeah I, I, I'm desperate I'm probably more desperate for that actually than anything and, like, so it's kind of my number one in DC or in, in DC okay. uh, yeah in DC for sure <clears throat> yeah three volumes would be a lot but probably worth it maybe two maybe it would be two but probably three yeah I mean the um, Jeff John's I'm, I think they have a lot of, like, Blackest Night is featured in one of those volumes. So you get eight more issues mm-hmm. of that. And I don't know if Brightest Day carries on into into it where they collect those issues. And yeah. then it also, the, the Jeff Johns goes into the New 52. So it would probably be it two does. volumes. Yeah, well, there's also the Emerald, what was it called? Uh, Emerald Knights, Emerald Warriors, or Emerald, there was there was an Emerald ah, something series in yeah, you're right. Yeah, and the War of the Lanterns two issue series, which I don't think was in, I don't think made it into the omnibus. So there's all that extra stuff as well that needs to kind of sit somewhere, and it does belong with the GLC probably more than, more than Green Lantern. So there's enough stuff there, I think, for probably three. I wonder but what there's I w- a film coming. So there you crossed. go. Yeah, that's what it is. If there's a film coming, then everything's timing. They gotta have yeah. a reason for people to kind of like raise their eyebrow at something. It seems, but sometimes yeah. not always, right? Sometimes it's like, oh, really? You're you're releasing that, huh? Okay. You just don't. You never know. It's really weird, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna start off with one that I feel I don't know why it hasn't. Maybe it's in talks, but I feel like why not? It's just so obvious. And it's got it'll 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 move at least to the target audience. So I'm gonna go with um, Secret Six by Gail Simone. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Secret Six by Gail Simone seems like such an obvious collection to put into cover to cover. It's critically acclaimed. It's undeniably fun and good and different and. Uh, an updated, sometimes better version of the Suicide Squad. Consistent artwork. It's just like, make this already. It's that good. I even said that to her It was when I met her. Um, I'm not the biggest Gail Simone fan, but I said to her, I go, your Secret Six is something that I would always keep on my shelf. It's one of those type of series. I just want to... Have you got it in trades? Yeah, I have it in trades. And it was something that I was just like... Why the hell would they even make this book? Like, mm-hmm. how could... And in my comic shop, they're like, that's really good. I recommend it. I was asking for a recommendation. I'm like, yeah, is there anything new? Something different? Like, Secret Six, Secret Six. I'm like, I'll, I'll try it. I really liked it. <laughs> Go yeah. on, then. Yeah, no, it just got better. It just got better. I highly recommend it. I think it would be 40 issues worth of comics. That's a whole book. Yeah, definitely yeah. cover to cover. You could, you know, charge the full pop you want to charge for it justifiably, and it would be worth the price of admission. It's a really good series. It's funny because it's it's actually it's been on my list to get the trades for a while, but I think I'm trying to get them at a decent price. But there's also this part of me going, 
I know if I get, I'll probably get three of the books, three of the volumes, and they'll go, they'll announce an omnibus. I'll go like, God damn it. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> Why are you doing this to me? So I'm holding off. I'm holding off hoping they will because there is so much praise for it. And I've not read it. I read the, um, was it called Secret City? It wasn't called Secret. It was Villains United, wasn't it? The, yeah, it was um, part of the, the, yeah, that's where it came out of. That's right for the infinite crisis like yeah they dealt with one of spoilers one of the lex luthers of a multiverse yeah really cool story and again you're it's like a a much more severe version of the thunderbolts where you're kind of rooting for these guys and they're they're this villainous version of the justice league if you will yeah and these losers characters in some ways where you're suddenly so interested in what they can do what they've come out of just the relationships they have like you're you're invested in it it's a good book it's really good i hope it's an interesting line of characters sorry go on no no i I just hope they make it i think they will it's gotta happen i hope so i think they need to vary their um their, their omnibus choices a bit more you know, I think they go through. They seem to go through phases. Go, let's do a whole load of new fifty-two books. Like, okay, yeah. And let's do a whole load of Batman. Yeah, okay. But like, can you spread them out a bit? Um, yeah. And maybe throw in some different stuff because I, I don't know if you. Could, I don't want to spoil anything that might be on your list, but I don't know. It's not even necessarily supposed to be that good. But there was another series of Shadow Pack that came out of Infinite Crisis, and that was um, uh, Willingham. I can't think of his first name. Now. Bill, Bill Willingham. Um, Bill Willingham, yeah, who who wrote Fables, right? And it's a really weird mix of magic characters, and even if it's not supposed to be one of the best, I kind of want to read it because I like the, I like the whole thing with the detective chimp type character and all these other bizarre characters together, and it appeals to me. But I'm, I've literally put them on my list and gone. Are they going to do an omnibus? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, please do an omnibus of this because I get it. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's really weird. Like guys, we go through this list. The one thing with DC is they it seems like they'll make pretty much put everything in an omnibus form, but then stuff that would you would definitely buy if it was omnified, if we will. <laughs> You're just like, "Why did you do that? Like what what was that choice for?" That's weird. It just seems like I don't know. I I guess both companies have it, but because we're collectors of previous works we, yeah we appreciate collected editions differently so it's like why would you if you're gonna do make this why not just do that like what's this choice about well they do do that as well one that there are two there are a couple of weird things with dc i'll just want to get off my chest yeah go um, ahead <clears throat> but one of the one of them is they'll do something as an omnibus and then there'll there'll be another part that is part of that set or the story that builds up and they'll do that in trades or right. a small hardcover. You go like, they go together. I kind of want them on the shelf. Don't you understand? That's the collector mentality thing. I want them both on the shelf together because they belong together. And they don't. I mean, they, they did it with a uh, bad example for me because I didn't end up keeping any of them or even buying them because of it. So they with, with Dark Knight's Metal, they did that as a deluxe in large and all the spin-off stuff was in small hardcovers. You know, like, but you can't have a set yeah, because they're weird. all different sizes, and then it's and annoying. they often mess with the spines. You go like, it's part of the collector thing is to have it looking nice. 
it just is we're paying we're not i know that it's kind of like oh my god nerds and their and spines but <clears throat> you're paying money like this shit's expensive if i'm gonna pay money i want to get what i want yeah, it's 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 one of those things where when you I never when I started collecting and wanting to keep up with stories, there was a time where I remember I I had bought, you know, the soft covers of the first couple it just popped in my head, but the first couple Green Lanterns from Jeff Johns cuz I heard it's good. Yeah. So I got a couple. And then the latest I I had caught up with the latest trade, that's in hardcover. So my shelf was like whatever was new, I just wanted to keep up in the beginning mm-hmm. and then as i you know really started to curate your shelf and what you keep and how you display because you're accumulating and you're you like stuff you realize like oh oh that's why guys go with all epics or all this and you start to want your shelf to look a little i don't know organized there's an organization yeah. to the madness right yeah and um suddenly you you care about this stupid garbage like it's fine you do but 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 it is part of the it is part of the collecting you're right if you're paying premium premium prices there are are premium prices i mean like looking at i don't know how much they these books are in canada but like the the new thor that's coming out is 104.50 if you get it off the shelf like i'm not paying that for it but if you get off the shelf that's 100 over 100 quid and if yeah. they kind of go, yeah, here's here's volume one and here's volume two, but you know we've changed the design completely. You go, what the, what the, f- why? Because <laughs> yeah. you're paying a lot of money. Yeah, you know, and it doesn't it, take it, much. It's partly it, ornamental. Yeah, it doesn't take Let's much. Face it. Yeah, we won't read them for three years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I want to see what the the cash conversion is from pounds to Canadian dollars. Just oh, to, God, to I bet they're really cheap where you are. No, I don't think so. No, not so. It it is one oh four. You said, yeah, mm-hmm. that's an. You know what? We're not that far off. No, it's about fourteen dollars difference. Okay, full price. So we're we're in, we're that. about we're about this in the same ballpark, give or yeah. take. Okay. Yeah. Not not the close, but you, anyways, you're right. There's a these things are premium price products and a lot of times the people who buy them have already bought it yeah often and they like it so much that they're willing to buy it again cover to cover which is a someone like myself mm-hmm. so be a little bit nicer to us you bastard yeah that's all they gotta do is like come on know your audience man that's it i mean I- there's a part of me, I think on a couple of posts I've made on my one of my Instagrams where I was just like, just give me the damn job I'll do it for free. <laughs> you know? It's like with the spine design thing. Give me the InDesign files. I'll I'll do it for you. Okay? It's, it's in bold. You open the design file, you leave it as it is, and you change the number on the yeah. spine, all right? <laughs> it's messed up. Like, why? Because then what they what they will do is when they get we're really into nerd territory here, everybody. <laughs> If you're listening to this, you're one of us. So thank you for joining us. But we'll be back on track soon. Yeah. Very shortly. <laughs> when you do it's get to that omnibus that's at a number volume five and it's a completely different looking spine, when they re release volume one, it'll match the spine of volume five. Yeah. And you're gonna say, Oh no, I gotta I gotta find uh, you know That's X Men, isn't it? Yeah, that's what it's gonna do. Yeah. And there's sometimes where I'm just like, I don't care. Like my, 
I always say my Captain America, the captain that separates my epic collections. Can I don't know if you could see it. No, but there it is. You, Do you see oh, that? there it is. It does stand out, doesn't it? It's like, oh, why are you doing that? You're killing me. And I'm just like, because it's a moment. And it collects the exact same issues that the Epic does. Yeah. And I bought that before Epic's. So I'm kind of like, I have to read that volume, <laughs> that book first before I replace it. Look, you're twitching right now. You're like, I'm not going to lie. I'm upset. Yeah. <laughs> it upsets, it upsets I'm trying my to friend hold it Adam together. Too. Can you? Yeah. My and eyes you, going. And you go, oh, there it is. It's like a pimple. <laughs> no, I can't look at it. That's so funny. Is it? Is it really driving you nuts? No, I, I think if it was, if it was on my shelf, I wouldn't be able to do it. But I have people look at my shelves and go, I'm sorry, but like you, you've alphabetized all of your books and broken. It's all Marvel, DC, DC, Marvel, like aftershock because it's everyone in together, but all alphabetical in the same height. And and they're like, I can't deal with it. It's like, but they're comics, are comics, man. They just mix them in together. It's fine. They're all friends. They cannot be friends. Yeah. You don't have to go. Here's the DC section. I'm not a public library. Here's the DC section. Here's the Marvel section. Mine Take is like pick. that. Pick a side. Like no, just mix it. I like being able to just go. Oh, what do I fancy? And not have to think I've got to separate my brain. You know, just comics is comics. Dude, comics is comics. Yeah, my mine is alphabetized, and in chronological order. Wow. <laughs> because it, when my wife says I want to read this, and she doesn't, it's just all in my head that one day she would. I can say <laughs> if you ever want to know where to start, it just goes in order. Yeah, that makes sense. My my, my comic collection, when it was like eleven and a half thousand oh, single issues. Man was at one point in chronological order hence the marvel comics guide right. <laughs> plug um i was just obsessed yeah that's the fun of it though uh, you can do you it with it. singles more easily but you can't do it with necessarily with with books because big small medium this one is square like what <laughs> yeah like uh, it, it's true once you get the different uh trim sizes right it affects where you put them on a shelf but i like i don't know i just i like the the order of it just for remembering where i'm at in the stream of time i don't know why oh yeah (laughs) yeah that's why the epic collections is like okay here's where you are like and i kind of like that they have that on the back this is 1977 to 78 that's Uh where you are i'm like that's cool remember when you're when you remember when you're reading this right because you could read it yeah. and be like, wow, this is so inappropriate. It's like, this is 1975. Yeah. Travel back in time with the people who wrote it. They were this age. Think of what you would be back then. Mm-hmm. You know? That's a good way of thinking about it. It's, it's, a good, it's good to contextualize it, I think, in that way. And people don't always know. People don't know when things came out. Why should they? It's, that's full nerd territory, which is what we're in. Uh, should, we, should we jump to yes yes <laughs> our go ahead number going. twos which go doesn't ahead, sound healthy <laughs> <laughs> go ahead um, so it's kicked me out hang on right so number two um, I'm gonna go with I'm sort of I've sort of surprised myself with this one this was one of those ones that I wasn't this was the one I wasn't sure I was gonna keep in um, this was my dodgy fifth um, Aquaman by Dan Abner, and I've that read some of it. That is deserving. That is, the, I was going to put that on mine. It's good. It's really good. 
Yeah. I've read some of it. I read the end of the, because that's the problem with it as well. It's like, again, I don't want to veer into that territory too much again, but I think he wrote the end of the New 52 run and then the start of Rebirth. So I think you kind of have to get like a volume seven to start the run. And then it's Rebirth volume one up. And, and like, I don't want to, I've got the omnibus for Jeff Johns and I don't want to get in the middle, but you know what I mean? There's that tricky I area. Think, I, think, I just... think it would be fine if it just started with Rebirth and collected his 25, <clears throat> would, yeah. 29 issues. It'd be fine. Cause I just read it from, I started reading a lot of the Rebirth titles. I just bought all the number ones or the Rebirth issues just to see yeah. where they were going with stuff. And I, I would say for the first two trades of a number of titles, I stayed with, stayed along with them. And then I had to become choosy because I'm like, okay, I'm reading too much of this. Yeah. And it was good. I enjoyed it. I liked it a lot. And and it, I still think that it, the, the crux of Rebirth in a lot of ways is stronger material than the New 52. But the New 52, there's a lot of things that looking back without baggage, if you just read it for what it is, it, it's got some good stuff. A lot of the stuff that begins at Rebirth is is top notch. Like every every book was going in the right direction. They put the right creative team, things that you would want to read, and they wouldn't be bad choices. Rebirth was a right. good start. Yeah, yeah. I think it'd be. I mean, obviously, if you, if they did collect it as an omnibus, which I do hope they do, um, well, I wouldn't have put it on the list if I didn't. But that would be a good opportunity to take those initial issues because they do they do lead straight through. Yeah. Um, I think I read them in digital because I couldn't deal with having a volume seven, so I thought like, I'll just buy the digital, and it's not upsetting a shelf anyway. <laughs> um, and I wasn't sure I was going to carry on anyway, so sometimes I'll buy digital just to just to test it. Right. If it's on, on sale or whatever on Digi, <clears throat> and it was good, and I liked it, and I kind of it. Yeah, it's it's. I think it's kind of dealing with political situation almost more in in um, Atlantis and how do you is it Mira or Mera? How do you pronounce her name? I say Mera. Right. I don't know what I say. I've just never occurred to me that I don't know what I say out loud. <laughs> um, but she's. I like. I really like her character and the way that she was used in Jeff Johns' run. Yes. And she steps up even more again during the Abnet yeah. run of, of what I've read. And I just I like them together, and I like and Black Manta's in it struck right off the bat, and I oh I love Black Manta. I, I thought it was a great book. Yeah, I really really it was the one thing that I collected to the end in the uh. trades. I think I still have. I would reread it because I, I I there's a lot of things I remember liking enough to keep, okay. but I don't always remember all of it. Just yeah. that I enjoyed it. And yeah. that was one of those things that I, I've kept on my shelf. and said, if that becomes an omnibus, I would get that because it's it's on par with Jeff John stuff. It's just not as Hollywood. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. It's more of a television yeah. series, but it's really really good stuff. Yeah, I'd pick that up like a shot. If they announced that, I'd be I'd be really happy. I really think it happy. deserves it. Yeah, it deserves it for sure. That's a good pick. So Thank you me. haven't read it all. I've read. The equivalent of about four volumes and it was the end of that other series and three of the of rebirth and then i kind of lost track and that's the only reason i think um, there's four volumes 
of I'll what Dan did. Yeah, I don't think it's that large. It's less Damn than it, 30. I'm probably like one short of reading the whole series. It's good. But at this point, I want to start again. But then if I want to start again, I want to do it in an omnibus. So yeah. hurry up, DT, please. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, I'm going to go to a, a favorite of mine. And I, I haven't read it. I would buy it off of the strength of the one of the creators, both creators. But Doctor Fate by Jam DeMatteis. I'd be. That, did that start in a mini series? It started in a mini series one to four, and then yeah, he did issues. He did issues one to twenty four with an annual. Oh wow! Okay. So that's an omnibus. That's an omnibus. It's not collected in any format, except on digital. Um, and I know that it's a work that he's very proud of. Uh huh. And he's critical of his stuff so for him to say that that was something that he really enjoyed doing i don't know if he said more than dr strange but like he really enjoyed writing dr fate and it's a character he's known for kind of rebuilding there's got the the egyptian mythology mixed (laughs) with the dr strange sort of he's kind of like a moon knight meets dr strange right yeah and it's like put it out I think he's quite interesting art on that series as well. Was that Mark? No, it wasn't Mark Badger. Who was it? I can't remember who drew that first series, but it's really unusual looking. I don't know if it was one of his art, the, the artists that he worked with on, not John J. Muth, no. I know Keith Giffen worked with worked on it with him as well. I don't know if that was the miniseries. Oh, it could be Keith. Sean McManus. That's it, Sean McManus. That's the name. 19... 19- 88 yeah i read that i read that series a while back doing my dc read through i think um cause it was quite a nice period after after crisis where certainly obviously your main your major characters would get their own ongoings and then they'd experiment with the odd miniseries and some of them they kind of went yeah, actually yeah that one didn't really happen but it was fun right um <laughs> and some of them took a little better and i read dr fate but i didn't i didn't stick with it and I don't know if it was because of availability or what, but I think like again, it, having read more JM Demetrius stuff, I kind of I'm intrigued by it. I don't yeah. know if I'd get an omnibus, but I am intrigued by it. If they did it as a compendium, I'd probably get it. Something that yeah, I want to see that collected in some because they you know there's this thing that they do, <clears> and that we'll probably get to it with other options on the list. But there's this thing that DC does where they take these obvious series that could be an omnibus and they split them up into four cute little hardcover books that look important enough to like yeah i'm gonna get that set like i'm the sucker who thinks like well if they made it like that it must be pretty good so i get all of batman and the outsiders i i, I try out the john Bird wonder woman and it's not that good but you Sorry. can see them making like wonder woman by john Byrne. why isn't that an omnibus yeah, weird, isn't it? Superman. I mean, it it's not it worth it. It's not that good. Well. <laughs> but they print every... But you see, it's like, this is 30 issues. Through. I would have bought the omnibus of it. Because maybe it reads better like that. It's yeah. John Byrne. You made Doom Patrol. You made uh, The Fourth World by him. Why wouldn't you just make the Wonder Woman? They all kind of go together. Was that in a... I had them. I had the hardcover, the three hardcovers yeah. this Wonder Woman run. And I can't remember what size they were. But they keep doing this thing of like, yeah, the scans weren't great. Rescan them. Just yeah. rescan them. 
like what's how is it how can it be difficult they turn it with the flash of course the, the i think we mentioned this last week as well it was i think they they said they couldn't do mark wade's flash in an omnibus in an oversized format because the scans weren't good enough so they did it as trade paperbacks and now they've just announced that's what i'm omnibus. trying to say like stop just make it they do have that this was this is thing number two that annoys me about dc is that I mean, one of the things Marvel tends to get right, and I'm not all pro-Marvel, you know, I'm Captain America in this argument. I like, I'm, you know, yeah. way up both sides. Um, but Marvel tends to go, here's your omnibus, right? So you big gun collectors that like an omnibus, here it is. If, you, if you're waiting for the trades, just hang in there. We'll, we'll maybe do like a two-volume, super-thick version, and then they might just do the, the odd little story in a thin trade or something like that. They kind of, they kind of tend to chop it down yeah. dc do it the other way so you buy the trade set and you go i've got the set and then they go and now here's the deluxe edition yeah. thanks very much mate why have you why have you done that and then they go actually here's an omnibus with that in and a bunch of other stuff as yeah. well stop it <laughs> what are you doing i've got to sell the trade paperbacks and i've got to sell the yeah yeah deluxe. i think i think there's a little bit more of a uh, with the not again this isn't a comparison which one's better but there is a certain predictability of okay if they're making that usually the next step is this mm-hmm. like if they're collecting these in trades we're gonna and and this sells well they're gonna make a deluxe edition of it so yeah. hold out get the deluxe edition when you see that they've made a deluxe edition for volume one there's gonna be a volume two they're good at they're at least good enough to do that yeah right there's that predictability in that regard if they've started off with a you know, Superior Spider-Man Volume 1, they'll go the whole way. Mm-hmm. With DC, you're just like, you didn't continue? You just, no, that's it? They, they will do that as well. They do that. It's like, you, you're not going to finish like, it. Where, where's my Volume 2, man? Like, commit. Because what happens, and a number of people said this to me as well on Instagram chats. They're like, I've, I've stopped buying DC Collector Editions because they don't finish anything. That's really bad. Like, yeah. They're shooting themselves in the foot. Yeah, and it's just like you just need to make two more volumes. Just make two more volumes, and we it can have it. It might not make the most money, but seriously, the damage it's doing, it becomes a reputational damage. That's the thing. It's just like there is a a, a there's a cult following to this, and maybe at this point, the what do they call it? The lost leader that Marvel Comics is to the whole disney corporation it might Uh be worth it but at the same time there's like people are still buying watchmen it still stays on the list like if this stuff is good and it's available and collectible in a way that you know that there's an audience that comes around and and they'll buy it at some point in time just know your audience better yeah they do need to get to know their audience better I just feel like that's what it is. Like again, really nerdy. Can we get nerdy for a second? How nerdy? Very nerdy. So these <laughs> Superman Man of Steel by John Byrne, like that era of the Superman Man of Steel. It's beautifully it's beautifully collected in the sense that they finished it. Ta da They did. They finished it. It's like that's great. But why are is one spine blue and the rest red? Yeah. I don't. Like, come on. <laughs> like, Why didn't they alternate or do them all the same? That's it. Or something. Like, 
Or like <coughs> make two, like at least make the first and the last one blue. Why? I thought they were going to go through like a color scale. It was weird. And like, I know the thing is that you get people that go, that look at like the Moon Knight film and go, Joe, you know there was a thing on the wall in Moon Knight and it's a QR code. And if you scan it, it <laughs> takes you to a free issue number one that I've already got anyway in a book that I paid a lot of money for. And then well, I haven't told him by it. Um, but like, and then everyone's like, okay, yeah, whoa, whoa, MCU is amazing. And then you go like, my comic spines don't line up. Nerd. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. How is it different? No, it's, it's yeah, it's but yeah exactly. it was a weird choice. I don't know why they did that. <sighs> but that's, but you I know do what? think that they're going to hit us with a, a Man of Steel 2 omnibus set. <sighs> yeah, you I know hope it. not. I hope not. They, they will. Yeah, I, I don't if know why gonna, they did if it. They can do the Flash because they, they, they're doing it backwards. They should have done the omnibus in the first place. And then they should have done. I think the, I don't know why you can't do both. That's they, the, they should do both, but they need to do it in the the other way around. It makes more sense to kind of pick off the audience that wants the big chunkies and they want to shell out in one hit, and then offer it up as the nice hard covers, and then offer those hard covers up as paperbacks, and you sort it. Or two of those hard covers in one compendium. The compendiums are nice. I, I love the compendiums now. Yeah, they are quite. Um, appealing there yeah. is something about it where it's like you know what if you're not going to put it in that format this is a good way to have it all it's affordable it's a really nice and affordable way to buy a lot of comics that's really why I get the omnibus I if, if there was if DC were compendium all the way through I'd be like okay mm-hmm. I'm good like, I don't need it to match what they do do compendiums that are more affordable and I'd have it and I would yeah. love to carry a phone book with me on vacation that was meant to be read. Yeah. Right? Whereas some of these things are hardcover with slip cases and this and that. It's like, oh, oh. I can only read this on a gold cushion. So Yeah, you know, like I don't care that much. But with the compendiums, it's like this is a $70 book that collects $150 worth of comics. Like it's a good deal. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I think right? it's a nice touch. They, they, they're doing a lot more. They've done the milestone, the beginnings of the milestone. I, that. I, don't, I don't think. Oh, you bought it. I bought I was, it. I was really close to buying it. I don't know why I didn't. I think I wasn't sure if I wanted it because of the thickness, but that's just it. I'll buy it for the thickness. Yeah. Um, well, I didn't, but I, that was the appeal. Um, but Have that's just really nice. I've read, never read any of it. I wanted it for the John Paul Leon. Dwayne stuff. McDuffie is, is just a underrated writer like i don't know how else he is such a good writer he was a Do genius you know what was it? um no it's a mix i think isn't it? a lot of it is him but he steered it he really and steered wrote, it he wrote yeah. a lot of it a lot of the key elements is from him and he's just got a good balanced like he's just an you could see, he was a genius apparently in real life and right. He, after he did a career in the sciences, he went back to school to study movies or I think like film and became a writer and he just excelled at that too. Like he was this remarkable human being. And so much of the Justice League uh, television, cartoon television show was was written or telescripted by him. A lot of it was his stuff. Oh, God, you're right. And a lot of his comic book stuff and, and choices were just spot on. He was really, really good. Solid, solid writer. You know I'm gonna have to get that done, but 
it's it's a nice book. It collects a lot. And it's I think it's gonna be a two volume where it has the whole milestone universe in and it's like, you know what, why not? Is that all it is? Two I, volumes. I, I think. I think. I don't know, well, I could be maybe. wrong. But even if it even if it was more, if the quality of it maintains with the talent that they have on those books. Mm. No? Steve Mitchell worked on them. I, I, I yeah. listened to his podcast on his Patreon. Yeah. Um, where he was talking about working with John Paul Leon on that series. And it made me just go, what have I missed? Like, what have I missed here? I know nothing about this stuff. That's the, that's, but that's the most fun about this, right? Is there so much stuff like, really? That's a thing? Yeah. I want to read that. Yeah. Which number are we on? Oh, I don't. Hang on. I am kind of recording it. Uh, so I mean I did Aquaman. So that was I've, I've done two. Yeah, I did uh, Secret Six, and I don't remember what we were just talking about. Oh, JMD, Doctor Fate. That's right. Doctor Fate. You're yeah. right. <clears throat> okay. So shall I number three? Yes. Okay. I feel like a lot of the things on this list as well because I mean what's weird about obviously I kind of do the Marvel Comics Guide thing. Um, and people make the assumption then that I just read Marvel. And I have this quite a lot from people. You know, you only read Marvel. Have you ever, like, tried reading huh. any DC? I have more DC books here than Marvel. Really? Yeah. I flipped. Considerably I was, more. I had – I was a DC guy my whole life, and I have way more Marvel books than DC now. Why is it? Is it because you, there's so much stuff you haven't read and that's a nice format to get it in, do you I think? think they so? collect, I think they collect a lot of things better. They do. Um, yeah, that's a big part of it. There's large swaths of the '80s that is worthy of having on your shelf for a lot yeah. of these, a lot of my favorite characters and teams. It's like, well, the X Men, you need it all. You know, might as well get all of those Avengers. Hey, Spider Man by Roger Stern, Tom DeFalco, might as well have it all. Like, uh-huh. and then you 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 end off the '80s with the guys who Peter start David. image yeah like on the hulk yeah it's just like and you have yeah. to have it where I, oh. I i don't feel like dc there's a lot of things that they had that you just like oh that was a thing oh yeah i remember advertisements for that that's cool is it good i remember adverts for the power company by kurt Booth. <laughs> yeah what was, was that was that good it was major bummer as well and stuff like this. they seemed like they had a lot more experimental stuff yeah, DC. They're a bit more. They take more chances, but I think like for for me because I hadn't. There was a lot of stuff I'd seen over the years. It's, I wondered if it was like the similar thing with you, but reversed. But um, yeah. So I'd seen a lot of this stuff, and now I want to. I'm doing a chronological read through, and I'm only at 1999 at this wow. point. Wow. So there's a lot of stuff I haven't read, but I own it. Right. And yes. I might not keep all of it. Right. But I've got it, it so that I can read it. Yeah. Um, and that's what makes making a list like this quite tricky. Yes. Um, because some of the stuff I want, but I don't know how to get it. And yeah. I've never actually read it. So with that Same kind with of massive preamble. Yes. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to, for number three, I'm going to choose um, Infinite Crisis. Wait, we've had that. Mm-hmm. Infinite Crisis Companion. So I mentioned last week that I like companion volumes you do um but infinite crisis i was so made up when they re-released it to get that as an omnibus because i want to read it they've put it in an order whether it's an order anyone agrees with i don't know but it's in an order and there are certain issues that are in there and certain tie-ins that are in there but infinite crisis was massive 
There yeah. were tons of tie-ins. So they could do, quite happily, do um, a companion um, omnibus volume. And also, there's stuff as well, like with Final Crisis, where a lot of people have said, make sure you read some of the, the miniseries that happened afterwards. Like, there, there was Dance, Ink, Run, randomly titled things like that. Um, but I think they're quite hard to get hold of now. And there were also some other tie-ins to that event that aren't really collected. So for those for those books, and they re- keep re-releasing those books, that's great. But release a com- release a, a companion compendium too that kind of collects everything, and then you know your hardcore fans will get the lot because that's what we like. Don't do it in a small one. Don't do it in a little paperback. Do it in a, as a same size companion volume that matches up nicely. And I I think people would buy it. I could be wrong. I don't know. But I think people would buy it. I think that completist group that comic fans tend to be will would buy it. And, and I think they could do that with a number of things, especially like their their two thousands era um, events. They seem to be the stronger events of the events that I've read. Nothing's really wowed me that much. Like DC one million was okay, and I sold the omnibus, so it wasn't okay enough for me to keep and. I know they did Zero Hour, and lots of people raved about it, but it didn't resonate with me. Um, but their their two thousands era stuff, because I've read some of that already, some of the event stuff, but not the stuff in between, it's good, and it it, it that was what made me want to read more DC. The DC in the two thousands was a really really strong run of titles creators even when things were like switching back and forth i remember i mean maybe this isn't the strongest part of it but even um some of the superman stuff they had greg rucka gail simone and then it would uh i forgot who else was on it but it was just like this this time even with the jim lee and brian azarello little interruption in between it was just an interesting time for these characters it's like they're doing stuff taking chances they're i know people aren't a fan of chuck of Chuck Austin, but he had a little bit of a stint on Superman with Ivan Rice, and it was just like, was that good? I didn't mind it. I mean, it definitely doesn't read like it, but it was the it was Gog from Kingdom Come. He was oh, fighting okay. him somewhere in the timeline, so it was kind of like for me coming back into comics, I didn't have anything to compare it to. So in my mind, I remember it like this was good, probably shit, <laughs> but. I just I remember there was a vacation I took where I read stuff that featured um, oh I forget the the villain's name that they were creating one second ruin the character's name was ruin right and it was this guy it was almost like a hobgoblin sort of thing they were doing where he was throughout the series but he never had that showdown, and who could this be? It was clearly somebody oh, okay. who knew Superman too well. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'm not gonna spoil it, but I was kind of like, oh damn! Like, if you've read Superman for a long enough time, it would have meant something to you. Yeah. Right. And so I was just like, this is good. This is a good era of a character amongst just before and in between all the Infinite Crisis stuff. This was a good time at DC all around strong stuff mm. you're right it, it seems a shame not to have that a lot more of that stuff collected and whatever format they do it in some of it could probably go together some of it could probably be thrown together in the stuff especially where 
because that was the same time when Marvel was doing Civil War, and I think there's a payoff to getting those Civil War books that just pull those issues out together. And I think that it's something that DC could could probably benefit from as well, or readers could benefit from if they just pulled them together. There's so many lists I've, I've looked at that kind of go, you need to read this issue of maybe something called Blight or something like that. No, not Blight. I can't remember, but it's something that's, I think, got similar abilities to the Blue Beetle. They're really random titles, but you wouldn't necessarily want to try and track down a random single issue. Like, just put them in the thing and we can we can read them. So, you know, I think that, I think, for me, a compendium really appeals to me. Uh, uh, sorry, say Companion. 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 Right. Okay, shall I continue? Am I on number three? You're number three. Okay, number three. You know what? We were talking about it before we recorded the show, or maybe at the beginning of the show, and it is Hawkman by Robert Venditti. It's really, really good. Super, super solid run. The 12 issues with him and Brian Hitch on its own is really, really strong stuff that... Um, should be collected just in that format if they want to. It'd be a worthwhile Hawkman story, but then it continues on into really good territory. It's a strong, it strong run. It Twenty issues. It's, I think, twenty nine. Really? Yeah. It's it's. I got all four. Yeah, twenty nine issues, and it's an affordable read in the trades. You get a lot for your value in four trades. You get twenty nine issues. It's good. It's really good stuff. Highly recommend it to anybody who wants to get into Hawkman because what he what he does in that run is make him travel through different versions of his life. But on different in different parts of the cosmos. So not just that he is um, linked back to, you know, Egyptian mythology or not mythology, but Egyptian history and not just that he's combined his spirit or soul with someone from outer space or what what is it uh qatar qatar hall yeah right there's all yeah. carter hall qatar hall and then the one from egypt all their names kind of match and they're like this yeah you know it's very confusing how are you it's supposed really to confusing and then diddy does something with it that's like this guy not only travels through history but also he's been reincarnated on krypton what do you think of that Oh. Right. It's like, okay, how does that connect to Kryptonian history? What kind of person was he with those type of powers or that type of technology? And it oh. makes and it makes okay. the current timeline Qatar Hall or Carter Hall face himself in a lot of these. It's it's interesting. It's wow. good stuff. It's, yeah, it's really good stuff. The Jeff Johns run is very strong, but that one is right up there with it. Who's the artist on the rest of the series? Is, is it one artist or does it does it switch? Uh, it goes around? Olive. I think it's Pat Olive. Really? Conrad and Is that Will Conrad? Yes. Can't remember why he's drawing. Did he do Spider Man twenty ninety nine? I think that was Will Sliney. Oh, that was Will Sliney. Yeah, I, I don't know what else Conrad, but it's it's like consistent. It's consistently, okay. yeah. Yeah, it's on my list of like my actual list of books I want to buy. It's good. It's worthwhile, especially the Brian Hitch stuff. Like it's 
a complete 12 issue story and he wanted to complete it like yeah i don't want no interruptions i want to do 12 issues of this because he, he felt that the script and the story was that good oh man yeah it's good stuff i'm right it was it was ex- i was excited when you mentioned it i'm like oh man is he gonna take it nope. it was on the, it was on the list it. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things that I had them. I had them on reserves just to kind of go. I heard this is good. Yeah, no idea. But same, like I've read it. I, I'd like them to make it, but also like Doctor Fate, never read anything of it. Wouldn't even know which. If you show me a picture from the run, I wouldn't know. But I, I want to read it. Yeah. That's 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 one of the things I'm finding the most about DC. There's a lot, there's so much stuff out there that I really want to read. So just give me like somehow collect it somehow put it out there yes yeah. i think there must be more than just us doing this right for sure yeah there's so many holes that you don't even realize like oh that was a thing huh well why didn't they can why like continue take go ahead with your number three four where are you on? my number four okay is this is my left field choice yes um so this is the way I've literally just said just now as well. Like most of my collection is DC. Like like in terms of percentages, it's DC, and that's not including Vertigo wow. or any of the other stuff. Right. Yeah. That's, so it's that's still true. more DC than anything else. But Vertigo is huge. There's a massive back catalog there, and especially since DC have kind of lost. Well, they lost Vertigo. They shut it down um, for stupid reasons, frankly, and. Now, some of it is available as black label books, um, which is fine. I've literally just got the Sandman, some of the Sandman stuff, which is labeled as black label. Um, over here, black labels are really cheap lager that no one drinks because it's piss. Um, but in Comic Land, you're a that's badass. Your kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. So, um, yeah, they released the Sandman as deluxes. The, the Omnis look really ridiculously nice but I'm, I'm not a huge Sandman fan and I, I tried to I've read some I've read chunks and really like some chunks and other bits I just like this is so boring but I'm gonna give it another shot I'm gonna give it another shot and I'm gonna read the entire set I don't but, I, I you know what I I tend to kind of agree with your assessment like it's so good uh, and then sometimes it's just like okay already like, Neil, mate, take your head out of your ass. It's, it's sometimes, Come right? On. Yeah, it's like okay, yes. I know right. you can write all flouncy, but it doesn't mean you should do it all the time. Yeah, give Chill us a story. Out, we like the story. Yeah, yeah. But I recently, I'm getting to my my choices, but I'm doing another little preamble. So they made um, Lucifer available as omnibus collections. A lot of people saying Lucifer is better than the Sandman, even. Um, and that's two nice chunky volumes and they've they're I think they're finishing I could be wrong there might be a volume four but I think they're finishing Books of Magic and after reading Justice League Dark in an omnibus which is another one I bought because it was an omnibus and I wouldn't have bought otherwise but Tim Hunter's in it and it made me go I want to find out more about this and go and read Books of Magic and their volume three as I say is out later this year end of the year and it's, you know, I'm thinking like, my God, there's so much Vertigo stuff that's sort of lost. But I mean, the, my choices on this list are two books I haven't read. So it's a bit of a cheat, but it's part of this Sandman universe thing. But they're titles that I, I would have read regardless as standalone. Um, one of them is the, the Dreaming and another one is House of Mystery, 
Um, I don't know if they're any good, but I want them. <laughs> and there's a lot of other stuff like you know, I could list. Um, I don't think, I could be wrong, but I don't think they've collected Transmetropolitan as, as an omnibus yet. They've done it in absolute, which I have. Okay. Um, Never so read I don't it. need an omnibus. I love it. It's fantastic. Heard it that. is really good. Like really, I, I, when I first read it, I didn't like the opening issues and I didn't bother carrying on. Um, but it pays off big time. Really, really big time pays off. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, there's tons of other stuff that I actually would really like to read, but they've never, it doesn't seem like they've even finished paperback versions. Like um, everyone was raving about Codename Knockout for a while, which is a bit of a random title um to mention but it's one of those things you can't get hold of like maybe they could do that as in an omnibus format and get the whole run in one book and maybe they could do oh, there were a couple of things on there that i was thinking of but i mean Dan, there's tons there's tons of stuff they did but yeah I, I would like my number four is dreaming omnibus slash house of mystery omnibus which is part of the sandman thing and it, it looks like that's actually a possibility anyway but there's also tons of other stuff like dead boy detectives and uh pumpkin head agent of dream i don't know and stuff anything like that. that you're talking about <laughs> that's amazing it's, it's all a load of spin-off sandman stuff because it was so popular i didn't realize it, it spun off at all initially never mind so much I, I was aware of lucifer i didn't know books of magic tied in to the sandman You know what? I I decided when I jumped into the Sandman box, no pun intended, (laughs) uh, I was going to go with the first two volumes, collect the series, the Neil Gaiman full 76 whatever was issues and read that. And if I really, really liked it, I'd want to read the rest of it. But I wanted to read the comic series because the third volume is like all the ancillary miniseries, this character, like stuff that ties in. And it, it didn't... I wanted to know that I liked the actual series first. Is this the Omnis of, of Sandman, Jimmy? Sorry. I have two, yeah. The first oh, you two. actually do have this, right. I have, so I have the complete Sandman single issue series. Volume three I don't have, which is okay. sacrilege for pe- like, you know, people like us. But I, because you can get into that territory of Books of Magic and Lucifer and this, it's like, I need a whole other shelf. Call up Ikea, see what they got. I, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. Just space-wise. I have to almost make rules in my head. Like, okay, you can't go further than this. Only take one hit. <laughs> that's fair enough. Ah. I, I do think there's a ton of stuff, though, that's out there that we're probably forgetting. Unknown Soldier was one I wanted to pick up at some point. You know? And there's enough of that. I think you, they could make an omnibus of it. So there's, there's so much vertigo yeah. that they could collect. But um, yeah, for me, my, my prime choice at the minute, because I'm into this whole, when I get to read them, I don't know, but <laughs> I the, want yeah. the lot, please. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll read them when they get them all. I've done that before too. I'm not going to read it until <laughs> when I'm I have... 70. Yeah. Stroke dead. Exactly. Yeah. It's so stupid because you want, you, again, it's like, are they going to finish it? Am I going to be able to finish it? Or are they going to leave me hanging with a volume six? Yeah. I'll read book one and go, oh no, this is shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sell the pile. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, What's your fault? This, this is, um, this one's a, a bit of a left field one. So I'm going to cheat. 
I shouldn't cheat because maybe your fifth no, I one. I just cheated. Okay. I, I had two. I think there should be a few. There's three, three or four writers who are like that. Peter David, Jam DeMatteis, um, and I'm going to throw this guy into that mix of people who do solid work across the board, but maybe their name recognition doesn't sell something like Grant Morrison. Okay. And I think that's John Ostrander. Sorry, I coughed all over your that's reveal. Okay. John, <laughs> that's okay. We're going to try it again. John Ostrander. Yeah. Right. Okay, so they keep reprinting. This is the cheat. There should be a Suicide Squad by John Ostrander omnibus series. They keep I don't doing, know why there isn't. I don't know why there isn't. Because you don't. if you like anything about the Suicide Squad, it's because of what he did. Straight yeah. up. Not anything from the New 52, Rebirth, nothing that Jim Lee drew, none of that. It's because of what John Ostrander did. Um, so my pick is not Suicide Squad from John oh. Ostrander, which should be an omnibus it's just it's gonna be made it has to be but it's it's um martian manhunter by john ostrander that's the tom mandrake yeah was it tom mandrake tom mandrake yeah i remember you mentioned this before and it pops into my head occasionally it's got 36 issues highly yeah it's got 36 issues they printed the first 16 (laughs) issues in trades so they're, they're out there, they tried, and they just didn't finish like we were talking about before, right? Yeah. And this is a, a solid run of a creator and his, and, and his you know, the, the writer and the artist working together, really building something. It's a, it's a, I think when you have a team like that, you, usually the writer sticks around, and I think that's why they get that sort of reputation, like, oh, they get all the credit. Yeah. But when you get the two, the team, of artist and writer for the whole time, it's it becomes theirs. Mm-hmm. The story belongs to them in many ways. Yeah, and, and I feel like this deserves that, especially because Martian Manhunter is is again a cult following character that people like, but they can't. You don't really know how much they like him because you're not giving enough of it. Yeah, you're not put it out there. Show us that it's hey, this is good. You may not have paid attention. This is worth reading. People be like, yeah, finally there's a Martian Manhunter or something. Because culture changes for characters when there's a video game, cartoon. It doesn't. It's not the same as when it was the '80s and you tried a miniseries and no one bought it, or bought it, right? In theory, but I think like sometimes you know you still get that that core audience that will just go, oh, they've they've actually done it, or I've always been curious, or right. you know, it's there. Yeah, there it is. Finally, I'm going to give it a shot. Right. You know? Yeah. But they're, they're not taking as many chances. Mm-hmm. I think it's also quite nice as well, like having having a run that is one one writer, at least one cool creative team for sure, but definitely one writer that you can read start to finish. I think not to veer off too heavily, but my number three gripe, and then that's the end of my gripes, with DC is when they collect stuff that is creator-focused. To the point where they'll they'll like I think they did the Batman Doug Doug how do you pronounce his name Doug Mensch Doug Munch um, Kyle no Kelly Jones right two book set there was one chapter that Kelly Jones didn't draw of a three part story so they just didn't include it like s- stop it <laughs> it's 
I want to finish the damn story and don't throw in a random issue and stuff. You know, give us the run. I think with it's quite rare now to get a run that's complete as well. Like you say, with a writer and artist together, right? So, and the time it takes because that's what nearly three, two and a half years of work. Yeah, they're going to know each other pretty well. Exactly. It'd be interesting to see how they kind of how they grow together as people. Yeah, and they've and they've. I think they had. They're kind of like that sort of team of. You got like your Defalco and Friends, your Somni yeah. and Wade. There's certain teams that kind of go well together. Yeah, you know what you're gonna get, Loeb and Sale, and I think uh, Ostrander and Mandrake kind of have that reputation because I think they did the Spectre together, as well. Oh, did they? Which a lot of people again would probably put on a list for. Uh, it's kind of they're they're kind of characters that nobody has really pours a little bit of love into that they did that with the specter and with martian manhunter and for those that read it we're like that's really good stuff that people aren't paying attention to so i'd like to have a completed verse because what, what i did read i'm like you know what the whole it, it was almost kind, it, it was kind of like what jeff johns did with the whole yellow weakness to the green lantern ring they right. use they kind oh, of explain the fire. the fire where you're like mm. this lame character it's like I'm a, I'm scared of a match but what they what they do with it is really get into why what could it be that is it really fire that Martians are afraid of yeah or is that what it is they're afraid of so it gets into the psychology of what it does okay it's like ah that you know so it can be defeated depending on the strength of the mind at the moment okay i like that so it's like okay i can work with this now i like stuff that messes with the that that delves into the core of those ideas especially when a lot of those ideas uh, dc more so than probably than marvel those ideas have been around those concepts have been around for a long time yeah, it's very and mythological. The simplicity of those stories when they first came out right. probably aimed at a very, very different audience to Completely. now, which is largely adults. Completely. <laughs> yeah. And there's a so charm. So you kind of have to explain it while being true to them. Yeah, exactly, because there's a charm to it. Yeah. And it's, it's like, really, Green Lantern, the Green Lantern's weaknesses would. <laughs> And then you made that. Warnings are a real problem. Yeah. For him. <laughs> yeah. And then they happen to take that character and make him gay. It's like, wow. Very on the nose. You know, or like yellow. And then Batman paints himself in yellow and he can beat it. Like, it's, come on. But the, you, when you address it in a clever way and you stay true to its. What it meant, well, you know, this was its weakness. Yeah, to its roots. Yeah. Its roots. But now we're going to make it work in a yeah. somewhat logical way where you could keep up with us now. Yeah. Right? I like that. It's nice. It's a nice touch. Rather than just chuck it out. Yeah, exactly. Make it all oh, that was stupid. I don't want to do stupid. that anymore. Oh, yeah. come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. Cool. Um, Your number five. <laughs> okay, my number five is an eye roll moment, Okay. <laughs> And you're going to go, oh, it's the Marvel Comics guy, guy. Of course he's going to say this. Marvel versus DC Omnibus. That's great. That's a great pick. So they did 
four trades a couple yeah. of years back um, that collected the the one shots or the I think they were largely one shots. Um, yeah, over four volumes. Because uh, like the Punisher Batman ones kind of go together, so that's kind of a two parter. Um, but yeah, Marvel versus DC, all those books in one nice chunky hardcover, amazing. With uh, oh oh, did someone say companion volume? <laughs> With Marvel versus DC accompanying it with all the amalgam issues because of course the amalgam issues take place between yeah. issues three and four of, of yeah, yeah. DC or they could be chucked at the end however they want to do it I couldn't care less <laughs> just give me <laughs> so you... <laughs> it seems odd that they haven't done it in a way when they were talking about this a couple of years ago and they were going oh should we do another crossover I don't know I don't really like you oh come on come I wish, on I wish they could do something with um their crossover things that they had, like their Spider-Man and Batman and their uh, Silver Surfer and, and Green Lantern. Like, they did a couple things. Batman and Captain America team-up yeah, stuff. they did. And I just wish they could have some sort of th- agreement contractually where we can reprint these things as much as we each like and we yeah. each we, we get this cut every yeah. time we do it. It's free money. It's not free money. It's money. Because because they would be so perfectly fit, especially, I, and, I, and I know, they don't care. They don't care about the people who made these books, but this is another tangent. But if you were to make a, a, a Jam DeMatteis Spider-Man omnibus, you have two Jam DeMatteis stories where he teams up with Batman that should be in there. Uh, well, weirdly, they do it a bit with, Dark Horse. I think they've got an agreement with Dark Horse where they tend to include stuff. I think, and I could be wrong, but I think the um, compendium for Starman Volume 2 will include Batman, Hellboy, Starman miniseries. Yeah, like they and have... I think they've done it before where they've included it in, in the little omnis of Starman. They tend to do it that way, but not with Marvel. Like, it's a weird... You're shooting yourselves in the foot, dude. Yeah, like, like you got the the Treasury Edition stuff. Imagine a, an omnibus of Treasury Edition Marvel DC from the seventies. Yes, yeah. please. Uh huh. Like I don't care whose whose name is on the back of the spine. Like I I wouldn't no. just make it the same. Marvel at the top, DC at the bottom. Flip them around, whatever. Offer a variant with offer DC a at the vari- top. And Marvel yeah, at the bottom. whatever. Right. Just give it to the fans. Well, well. Split the profits. It should be out there. This is strong quality stuff that needs to be, because you try to find these books, right? And they're, I f- I found a S- Superman Spider Man, one year at a show. The, the original one. The original the first? one. It's it's, it's it's red. You know, it's meant to be red, mm-hmm. but I've seen recent copies of the quality I got, and it's like really expensive. I got this for a pretty good price, I felt, right? Yeah. And I'm just happy I have it because I could read it because I don't know how else I would ever be able to these days. Uh-huh. I don't know if it's uh, if, the, if it's in any sort of collected edition. I don't know if it... I think there was one... There was there was a trade that I know some... I know someone who has it who isn't a comic book collector, but I know that he has this. And it does collect all the treasury editions. There is. There um, was one. Yeah. So I think, I don't know if it'd be the same one, but basically I did a, 
Oh, stop plugging yourself, man. Yeah, that's right. I did a Marvel DC reading order. Marvel versus DC reading order. Right. He says, stalling for time as he tries to find the page with it on. And at the bottom, there should be a list of the books they collected everything in. Yeah. That would, um, that would be great. Yeah, they did Marvel DC crossover classics one that's to it. four. That's it. And that's got those DC special series 27 and Marvel Treasury edition 28 and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, that was it. That was it. Be, Otherwise, yeah. you're looking at DC versus Marvel and the Amalgamated Comics trade paperbacks, and just of course the it, yeah. recent JLA Avengers. Whack that in there. Where I've lost the window with you in. Oh no. <laughs> Whack that in there. JLA Avengers is a bit like come on, in everything, yeah, everything. Yeah, just come on, give us something. They're fighting really hard. Like Marvel fought really hard to to have um, the top selling book that would sell as many copies as. X-Men number one did back in 1991 when they released Marvel 1000. Didn't sell. It didn't sell anywhere near what they wanted it to sell. Why would it? Um, do you know what would? Marvel versus DC. <laughs> Hello? Hello? David Gabriel? I'm wearing a suit. I'm wearing a suit. I'm cupping your balls. Give me the Marvel versus DC omnibus, please. I'll hold another set of balls from a DC representative in the other hand. I'm easy. I'm a downhill skier right now. <laughs> That's good. That's good. You know what would sell? <laughs> you had me at that moment. An omnibus. <laughs> like, enough with the bullshit. Let's stop messing around. Give me this yeah. book. Like, do I have to come and work for you? I'll do it. Oh, man. That's good. Um, Do you... Okay, should we do our five and then go through our alternates? Yeah, let's do it. All right. I'm really curious to see what makes your five now because I, I, there have been some surprises in there. I, haven't, I wouldn't have predicted it. So there's a couple <clears throat> that I'm, I'm going to leave off that seem like obvious ones, but there's, I'm a sucker for Superman Rebirth. I am. I thought it was a really strong era. Uh, Action yeah. Comics Rebirth Omnibus would be really nice to go with the son of Superman Superman and Son from Tomasi and Gleason, which is a great That's like a both series I feel are just a great time to be a Superman fan because what was happening in one book was it it, it fed all the nostalgia and it was a person who knew the character well and knew the yeah. the myth built so much of that modern mythology. Like it was a real architect. So to see him bring this alternate or previous universe superman into this one and meld them and make it work and add some new things with the you know oz is that what they call yeah. them it's, it was it good. was Oz, yeah it was good it was good it kept you turning the page and then what was happening in the other book was filled with heart and it was just good good time and i think both of them deserve to be completely collected yeah it's funny because i didn't actually buy the omnibus um of superman uh, the Tomasi Superman run because I had those rebirth yeah. hardcovers and they went with the action yep. hardcovers yep. and they were books I, I wanted to keep the whole run just because they're a really nice run some, some issues of um, Suicide Squad tie in quite closely as well as part of the reason why I've kept those because I like that Superman run not that I love the Suicide Squad stuff the Superman run was nice like it was really they're just really pleasing 
upbeat comic. They they brought Superman back. Yes. Whatever anyone felt about the the New Fifty Two version, that isn't my Superman. Well, here is your Superman. I I yeah. It was it was uh, just a good way to bring back what everybody was missing. I didn't. I learned to appreciate the new Fifty Two version. Like this is what it is. The costume is dumb. They get you know change the design. I I didn't mind actually the costume in the Morrison run. Because I could be like, oh, you know what? He's he's kind of making it make sense. Yeah. Why Why would... I don't know if you read why that. Would he yeah, I did, but it was a while back. And I've got I've got the Omni. It's good. It's actually better than I remembered. I completely dismissed that era of Superman. Like, it was trash. And having gone back and read it and, and seen it from the scope of, like, this is Morrison's year one. If All Star yeah. Superman is his Dark Knight Returns, this would be that Superman. That's what who be he becomes, and it reads well. It, it's fun. It's a good take, and and there's some moments in it where it's just like that is kind of like Roger Stern, the moment of like um, the boy who collects Spider Man. Yeah, that's Grant Morrison has that story with Crypto and Superman. Is that issue twelve? I think was that was, the Crypto issue? Yeah, the Crypto issue. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I loved it. It was, it, I was okay. I think, from what I remember, I remember thinking this run is nice. I like it more. I know the people are bitching, but I quite like it. And then the crypto issue here. But, but and, Morrison oh, didn't write that, right? That was uh, Charlie Fish. Charlie Fish, right? Yeah, it. she wrote it. <laughs> Pardon? Charlie Fish is a she. I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just giving credit know. to the name. <laughs> But that's the thing, that the credit was missing, wasn't it, from the first print? It was misspelled. Yeah, it was misspelled. Oh, misspelled. Yeah. Um, and then there was another an, another one of those stories, uh, backup stories. Like it just it, re it read well. It was really good. It was it was Superman with Neil deGrasse Tyson making an appearance in him. I don't want to spoil it because it was just so like oh wow that's cool. Him being able to look into. Uh, through a through a telescope, he was able to see Krypton, but because of where he was in Earth time, he was able to see Krypton existing, not just the crater. That. It was it was a really cool moment. It's a really cool moment. Yeah. I've got to read it again. Well, I've got the I've got the book. I'll read it again. Yeah, it was it was it was a underrated run. I think that just was came out at the kind of wrong time. Like it, it needed to be its own thing, and it was b part of a bigger universe, and it did not do any favors to the rest of the Superman line. But on its no, own, no. but it was the backlash against. Yeah, yeah. The, the relaunch, anyway. Yeah, but rereading it, it was it was pretty good. But yeah, the era of rebirth. Uh, getting back to that, I just felt was the truest. Like this is where Superman would be. This is, he's got a son. It makes sense. The relationships, the odd, the, the fact that he's friends with Batman's son, all of it was good. Yeah. I didn't yeah. care for where Bendis takes it, where it's like he sends him away and makes him grow up and to try it, but... I haven't read that yet, but I, the thing that upsets me, I think the most, I know a lot of people are upset about his sexuality, but for me, a rapidly aging him. Yeah. No, don't. There's some great stuff with you could milk that Robin Superboy relationship 
forever and I get it <laughs> you know and why have you done this why have you super aged him just to make him no just make him a, if they've just done it just to make him a grown up Superman if there is that if it was the agenda to do whatever they've done I don't I don't know I don't really care but it, no I, I like him and Robin as pals hanging out it's brilliant they're so contrasted you know? There, I mean, there's so much there. Yeah, there is so much there you can do with those characters if you just let them grow up together. Yeah, and and I like Tom Taylor as a writer, and I'm tempted to read Superman, Son of Kal El, just because he's the writer on it. Oh, he is, isn't he? But I do not care for this. Like I, the whole, it's just like you got him on the cover holding a sign for global warming and this is the issue where he comes out as queer and it's just like we get it like we we know where you're trying to take superman like where you know but it's too much what you're trying to make we understand i get it with a placard yeah it's kind of like we all right but the stories apparently are, are really good it's it's always getting top ranked 10 out of 10 so I'm almost like it's Tom Taylor though I like Tom Taylor he's, he's a good writer but I would have preferred I would have preferred Jonathan Kent growing up with Damien yeah to be honest whatever they did with him if they, even if they decided that you know whatever they decided his sexuality to be that for me is not an, it's not a problem I don't I don't mind if he'd figure that out while he was still pally with Robin that's the thing you're all fine. The super aging. No, no. You've taken you've taken more away than you've given. That's yeah. And, and again, you're you're super aging him to make him be Superman with all these labels. Just make him be a teenager, and he's gonna like. We want to see him figure this world out. Yeah. One of the it's one much of my more interesting that way. One of my favorite moments in in the Tomasi run was when uh, Damien. Or not Damien, sorry. Jonathan asks his dad, they go on, I think I mentioned it before to you, where they go on this adventure out into the cosmos. And he yeah. says he says to his father, he goes, Dad, he goes, do you believe in God? Like if there's a God, because these people were arguing about religion, who we just saved, it was a religious dispute. He goes, do you believe in God? The way these people were ready to die for it? And Superman says to him, you know, I've, I've, seen too much in this universe and multivert universes and all of that to say like it'd be so wrong of me to say I don't believe in God like there's something he's like there's something because the son the important thing is to not make that something everything and it was this way of having reverence and appreciation for something much greater than Superman. Like, you think that I can do anything. Like, there's more than me. I'm nothing. There is something greater than me. I've seen too much to not think more than just accidents. He goes, but we can't make that blind us to these people we're ready to die for in some ways, like a propaganda. Yeah. So it's like, we, you know, you can go that far as well. That's where wonderful lesson. what we were talking about at the beginning. Yeah. With Captain America, that's the equivalent, isn't it, really? Right. That's right. why those two characters work so well. And and when a writer 
makes the choice to say no they're definitely like superman definitely is a ronald reagan stooge it's like okay that's your version that's not true and then when they say you know like you know captain america would would say this this and this which is like you know just because joe biden looks like old captain america it doesn't mean that's where his political leanings would be you know it's you can't go too far either way no it's not the point yeah I don't know how we got on that tangent I'd like an action comics from Dan Jurgens on the bus <laughs> uh, Zercher did artwork on it he um, did that Zercher again yeah Kirkman Tyler Kirkman I liked it it was a lot of fun just yeah fast paced good like there was a whole battle with Doomsday right at the beginning he starts yeah. off with like this like is he gonna die Right away, yeah. it was good. You knew he wasn't, but it kept you at the edge of your seat. It did. They are good, fun comics. Action comics. They are action comics. <laughs> yeah, I get that in a heartbeat. <clears throat> mm-hmm. That was my number five. That was your number five. All right, we did it. Another ten. What What's on your um, alternate list? What did the alternate list is probably going to be a bunch of fairly obvious things but I'm, I've am i only got six so I'll just breeze through them pretty quick yes it's not like my Marvel one I don't I don't know this stuff as well as so just you know there are people probably going why but here they are um, Fury Firestorm I really really want to read it um, I've heard really good things about it um, I don't know if it was I don't think it was called Fury Firestorm for the whole run Firestorm and then Fury oh, Man right, of right, whatever right. Um, but yeah the original run I'm really curious. I saw it weirdly because I saw an episode of Justice League Action, um, which is the short 10-minute episode. Right. Animated thing. And um, it was a Firestorm episode, and it just it was so funny. And I don't know if the series is like that, but it made me go, I know nothing about Firestorm. <laughs> and I would pick something up, but I can't because they haven't released it. So that's one. Um, Birds of Prey, the original run not to you know it can be the entire run um but i'm reading the uh chuck dixon issues and that uh, you know from the the minis and stuff that he did in one shots i've finished those that was volume one of the trades volume two of the trades i think is the first 10 issues and it's starting to kind of build into something and get really interesting and then there's volume three of the trades and then there's nothing and then it's just random gail simone issues that don't aren't necessarily released in order like just give us omnis like simple they're nice big and chunky and you can just give us a whole lot so that just makes sense to me plus they had the film and there was no birds of birds of prey omnibus i I don't know why they haven't just done a gail simone one like i I, that was going to be on my list as well i chose secret six i was going to be that or it had to be one of those two because it just seemed like duh you know yeah and Birds of Prey would probably sell better by name recognition. Yeah. So I, I'm not sure what they're waiting for. I don't know. I think they should have done it before that film came out and yeah. shot all over Birds of Prey. But hey, here we go. Um, after having read Justice League Dark, which does end not brilliantly, um, I still want to read the new Justice League Dark stuff um, with Wonder Woman in it and something and all that kind of stuff. I think it's Ram V that writes all or most of it but i would like that in one book because that looks like a really interesting book and it's had a lot of praise even though i think it, i think it was cancelled and they started running it as backups in justice league 
but it appeals to me more than Justice League. I just something there's something there for me. Um, I'm not a big Cullen Bunn fan, but his Sinestro is the only series he's ever written that I like. Um, and I would love a Sinestro. I love Sinestro anyway. I love him. And I'd love a Sinestro omnibus on my shelf, please. Um, <laughs> pride of place. I'd, I'd adjust the A to Z-ness <laughs> so that he appears in the window of my cabinets. That's um, funny. I love him. But it's a really, it's an awesome series. It's a really good, and um, what's her name? She was, I can't remember, his daughter is a key character in that series, and she's a great character. Yeah. So, uh, Soranic Natu, I think her name is something like that. Um, brilliant character. Um, the Perez JLA era might be too short for an omnibus. I don't know, but if there were other issues around that, I would get them. But I don't want to have to buy JLA Bronze Age Volume Three. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. So let's just start breaking it up into either creators they, or I eras. I think they will. I think they're going to put something together for a George Perez Justice. Yeah, League. I hope so. Yeah. Um, but that—that's the era as well. I think it was. He mucked about with the whole uh, Starro thing by putting the stars on the faces. Right. But I don't think that was an ability Starro had before, and it comes from him doing that on the cover. And then they incorporate it into the story, I think. Okay. That's my understanding. Um, and it made me just go, I want to read this run. It looks crazy. Um, yeah. And my last my last one that didn't quite make the list was Booster Gold. Um I have a real soft spot for Booster Gold, and it's not just the original run, which they've released as uh, deluxes, I think, essentially. They are the omnibus size. But it was the more recent Booster Gold run where he's kind of jumping around through different parts of DC timeline. Um, I don't think that's even finished in trade format. I think it's one trade short. So I don't want to get it one trade short. Um, I, I think there's enough there to get one omnibus out of it. For sure. And it would it would just having things set up that way, it's worthwhile reading. Where when you present the first couple as like this is the Jeff Johns booster gold and then here's the rest of the stuff that happened after if you want it. Like that's how they yeah. kind of sell it to you. It's like if you want the rest of it, it's here. It's like no yeah. is there is it worthwhile for me to keep reading this? Does it restart? Does it follow suit with what had happened previously? Because if it does, uh, I'll keep going. Yeah. So it sounds like a really stupid thing to rant about, but <laughs> there, I, I, you know what it is, Dave. I appreciate story. When yeah. you appreciate story, you want it to be able to be things to be read. Don't give me an abridged version of an important novel just because it's like you, you, you're scared that I can't read the full version. Well, that's another, sorry, my, my three gripes have gone over three, but one of the weird things DC do tend to do as well is sometimes in a collected edition, they'll go, and we're also going to include three issues of Robin, three three pages of Robin, one issue. Like, why why not just give me the whole issue and I can bitch about the fact that only part of it ties in? Right. Instead, I've got to bitch about the fact that I don't know why I've got three random pages here and I don't have the whole issue. Yeah. We're never going to be happy. Never. Is, is my point. I want more. I want more. I want more. I also want less. Yeah. Get it right. Just for me. Get the spines right. <laughs> Why is the font too small on this one? That's uh, not bold enough. I know. It's in, it's in book and not black. Soft. We're soft, soft men. <laughs> Complaining about books on the shelf. Um, 
the one the one thing that I I on my list that I put there that I feel like if it was an omnibus form I would probably have bought it already, but I don't want to buy absolutes. Like I don't need this to be stretched out. Alan Moore, Swamp Thing. Just put it in an omnibus already. It's not been an omnibus yet. No. Oh, weird. It's got three reprints or whatever of of the uh, absolute editions, which I understand why people would want. They yeah. have them in trade paperback sets. I think they did hardcover sets. Just put an omnibus already. People will buy it. Uh, Like people will buy that again and again and again and again. It's a safe bet. For sure. People are waiting for people who have the absolutes will buy it in an omnibus. Just buy it. Uh, Just make it. We'll buy it. It's just it's an evergreen, right? You milk that (laughs) guy. No pun intended. Yeah, that's good actually. That's a good pun. Um, It was a good pun. Yeah, I would, I would have, because I bought the um, Scott Snyder Swamp Thing with uh, Charles Charles Sewell. Yeah, where same. I hear that that the second half of it is actually just as good, if not better, than what kind of got the original credit. So I'm like, you know what? Let's read this. Let's give this a chance. Yeah. If it's if it's, I, I think the second half is better as well. There you um, go. But yeah, and. I, admittedly, I think I read that in DigiFormat, but it's, I was glad when they did it because it credits. I know that Snyder's popular. Yeah, Snyder's popular. Here's the Snyder run. Just give us the whole thing. You can. It's This is what this format exists for. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Superman, John Byrne era. I know it's Jerry Ordway, Marv Wolfman. Listen, it's going to sell. People love it. People love John Byrne. Put two two volumes. There's not that many Superman omnibus. That was way. I, I forgot something off my, my list, if I can interject yes. momentarily. Yes. One of the things on my list was not specific. It literally just says Superman. Because where the hell are all the Superman omnibuses? Omnibus. Yeah. It's just, it's weird. There are weird gaps. And they even say, like, with Superman the Exile. So, yeah, story. so you read this bit. This, this is kind of before. Uh, Death of Superman, but there isn't because there's there's a gap. Yeah, I think, or, or there's a gap. Yeah, there's a gap there's there. A gap. So that's great. You've kind of given us the beginning of the bit before, but not the end of the beginning of the bit. What are you doing? Stop teasing us. Yeah, cruelty. I have an idea. I mean, I, I shouldn't. I'll, I'll leave it at that for an episode where I want to go where you're headed. I was gonna, you know, continue going, but Superman Omnibus for sure. Yeah. And all of it any of it bring it there there is a chunk of time there where it's a strong run it's a, it's just a good solid book for a good number of years even as it jumps through creators for me it was my childhood but as i went back and reread it and yeah it's it's there's a lot of stuff there worthy of being collected a little better cool but the uh, john burns really superman and i think yeah, my last one choice. I think I think they're gonna make this any time now. Is a Wonder Woman by Greg Rucka. Do you know, I nearly put that on the list, and it, it, I, it was too many books that I haven't read. Yeah, I haven't read it all either. It. But but they've printed every other Wonder Woman: Phil Jimenez, Gail Simone, yeah. Brian Azzarello, yeah. all the George Perez, and a lot of people say that Greg Rucka is the best out of all of it. The first Greg Rucka. Even. Right. Even the second one I enjoyed. I didn't like the second one. No, I no. again I was. I thought it undid it. what they did on the Azarello run. 
it, too it, much. Yeah. And, 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 you don't, you've just set this up. Don't unpick it now. And it annoyed me, so I dropped it. But you know what I liked about that? Was that it makes the great, the, the Brian Azzarello run his story. I, I don't mind that aspect of it. Because they were taking everything that they had kind of built around her away. Like the relationship with Superman. All of that was, you know, being undone. So it's kind of like, you know what? that This Brian Azzarello, Cliff Chang era should be sort of its own thing in a way. Okay. That's the only way to, to for me to be like... I don't really remember the, the Greg Rucka second run as much as the, the Brian Azzarello run. That was... Right. That was like, this is something. Yeah. It was cool. It was really cool. So good. It was, it was really so good. good. I wouldn't have expected that because I'm I'm hit or miss with Azarello. Yeah, I'm. I don't like hundred bullets. Like I know that's one thing's ever good. Well, at least he did that, and that's the best thing he's done. Mm, mm, I could take nah. or leave him a lot of times, but that one, that yeah. Wonder Woman run, might be the one I keep. It was so good. Yeah, it was. It was so much fun. Definitely, and it was different. It was its really own different. thing. It was really its own thing. Yeah. Anything else popping in your head before we wrap this up? Um, I was trying to have a little think, and because I swear we've missed some stuff. I mean, I've got whole spreadsheets uh-huh. of all the stuff I've always wanted to re- read from DC in order, um, and I didn't consult any of them because I thought, like, no, just stop, stop picking it apart, and go with what's oh, in your head at the moment. But, I got one that matches one something that you had uh, mentioned. It's um, not Sinestro, but it was the Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps from Robert Venditti. Another Venditti run. Very, very strong. Solid. Yeah, that was good. Did that lead into the... Was that the Rebirth era? Yeah, Rebirth era. Right. Because the issues leading up to that as well were really good, but I don't know if that was him as well. I think so. I think it was him. I can't remember what the mini sorry. <coughs> I can't remember what the miniseries was called or anything, but it was really good. And the beginning of that run was fantastic. And then I think I just lost track. That Green Lanterns yeah. was okay. Uh, yeah. I thought. But I'd be happy if they put them all into one because they're so closely tied. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, the I I didn't know what it would be like if Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern core was gonna be like a secondary book. But I, Ven Diddy's a good writer. I got a soft spot for him. But his Exo Man of War is a favorite of mine. His Hawkman yeah. is really strong. And that Green Lantern run, I would probably pick that up. It, I just remember it always. Like, I just, I'm, I'm in. I really like this story where it goes. Yeah. And it's hard to follow somebody like Johns who redefined or even just defined the universe. You don't yeah. before him. Which Green Lantern was the definitive one? Um, <laughs> Daniel I mean, Neal. You're asking the wrong person to a degree. But if I, from from a perspective of, of not knowing enough, Ron Mars. All I'm aware of is the is the the Green Green Lantern Green Arrow. Yeah, right. Neil run. Or I read a little bit of the Steve Engel Hart. Green Lantern Core run, which was actually kind of weirdly fun, but a bit creepy on occasion. Um, but that was kind of okay. But it doesn't make you go, oh, oh you need to read this. You know, it's, that's what I mean. That was sort of all right. If you like the character, read that. Oh, tell you what, I do think we've missed as well. I would like um, 
oh shit, I've forgotten his name. The other lantern, the artist guy. Ion. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Kyle Rayner. Good pick. Yeah. Kyle Rayner. Yeah. yeah. Green Lantern. His, his Green Lantern run. Yes, that would be that would be good. Again, yeah. I think they started collecting those and they didn't finish them off. They didn't finish, yeah. Really quick they cancelled really quickly. And and Judd Winnick's Green Arrow. Yeah, good pick. Nice. And I'm out. <laughs> and you know we didn't pick any Batman stuff because clearly they print everything Batman in on the form. Yeah. I mean even the stuff they've already run, they're putting together aren't they? Like No Man's Land is being omnibus. So we know that New Gotham's gonna have an omnibus probably. Yeah. And we know that the Red Hood stuff is gonna be and war games and all that is gonna be put into an omnibus. Yeah. It's coming. We don't even need to talk about it. No, it's not yeah. It's not like the we talked a lot about Spider Man and the Marvel one, but it's 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 almost like hello. Yeah. What's they're the, doing they're treating that's their Superman over there. You think so? <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah, because he's not. There's not been enough Spidey omnibuses, and there's not been enough Superman. No, there's... and I don't know what they're, why they're sitting on. They're two of their biggest characters. Both companies are sitting on two of their biggest characters. Yeah, and not really giving us anything. Oh, here's another. This year we get another Death of Superman omnibus release. Yeah, yeah. That's again. There's stuff leading up to that. There's an era leading up to that it was just a ton of fun, and good character building. It just was. It was just too mainstream of a of a title for people to give it the attention it deserved. I'd love to do a whole episode about that era of Superman. You got Roger Stern, you got Dan Jurgens, you got Louise Simonson, Butch Geis, like oh, Tom yeah. Grummet, John Bogdanov. I know that's not everyone's favorite, but he had a. I like John Bogdanov. You know, Jerry Ordway was around during that time. Kerry Gamble was on the. Like, it was a good. There's good stuff. Like it was a strong. Ron Friends got onto the book for a while. Yeah. Stuart Eminen. Like this was a good creator. You know, maybe not every story was out the park, but they they were continuing into each other. Four issues a month. It was a hard, hard thing to do. Yeah. They managed, and it didn't. You never were bothered by who was writing it. You were like, oh, I hate these issues. You're like. This is- <laughs> He's tackling this part of Metropolis. Like this is cool, and it started from when Byrne got on the book. Like it was a, it was interesting. Yeah, I got. I hit that all of it. <laughs> I, I want to. If I could get a whole Superman run from the end of Crisis to before Flashpoint, I would get it. Even Superman Blue, I would get it. Really? Yeah. I have a real soft spot for Superman. I went into a whole. Run. I had my mate over. We're literally about to nerd out on some very piss takey D and D stuff. Sorry. That's okay. Um, and I, both of them were literally. My mate and my wife were going like Superman's boring though. And I went into the Superman that we've kind of had on here. And they both at the end of it, they both. I went sorry. I kind of went off on one. They went, no, it's good. I get it now. <laughs> and it's funny because like ten years ago, I would have been them. Yeah, and I, and I don't. The conversations we had, I never knew you had a soft spot for Superman like that. That's interesting. More so, I think, than Bats. Yeah. I, I like Superman. Can I have more now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, All was, of it, please. The post-crisis stuff was... Uh, that. That's what made me like the rebirth, was that it did its own thing, it went its own way, but it was still recognizing, like, we remember... 
Yeah. Remember what was built during those years and the people who stuck around. Like that's Smallville comes from that. Like everything that was worthy of of a Superman fandom. There's elements that you don't get unless you got that era of comics. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah, it was good. We could do a top 5 Superman stories. That'd be fun. Wow. Okay. Deal. Uh <laughs> Mr. Molyneux, thank you. This was fun making a list of the things that we want to spend all our money on as we complain about not having enough money to buy everything there is already. It's always fun to just uh, stress relieve, talk about things you like with a friend. Yeah. If anyone's out there listening and they're enjoying the banter that we have and the wishful thinking, we're happy to oblige. And thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you for listening. All the... Marvel Comics Guide, Winchester Meat Cleaver, people, people on my page who, I feel like people are listening more now. They are. I think they are. And it's, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think, I think we're, we're talking, it's, it's just nice, I think, to hear people talking about stuff they love, regardless of whether it is comics. But when it is, when it is comics, there's still a real underground feel to it, I think. Yeah. And to actually hear people genuinely talk about it with affection. Yeah, especially when I think the opposite the, the opposite end of that stick is jumping on YouTube and hearing people hate on everything. Yeah, I think the the, the truth is, as much as we complain, it's only because we like everything. Like, let me buy everything, please. Yeah, just give me everything. <laughs> That's the truth. Get out, kids! I'm I'm building a library. Yeah. Oh man, sometimes I say to myself, "Thank goodness you are married." Because it would be out of control. <laughs> it would be bad. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. Thank you, sir. This is always fun. Thank I you. I appreciate it. Everybody follow Dave Molyneux, Marvel Comics Guide guy on... Various places. Very Instagram's true. a good place to start. Great place to start. Yeah. Rate and review Cave of Solitude if you like the show. Share it with people on your social media, wherever you do. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Stay safe, have fun, and buy as many omnibuses as we are. Don't make us feel bad. (laughs) 